April 3rd, 2010, about 10 p.m., the Cathedral of St. Paul in St. Paul, Minnesota. I had just been received into full communion with the Catholic Church after a profession of faith. I now stood waiting to receive the Sacrament of Confirmation. Suddenly, I started trembling. I felt weak. I wasn't sure if I could climb the stairs into the sanctuary to the Archbishop, which made me start to panic. I'll tell you what happened coming up next. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Josh Raymond. Welcome to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio and on the Relevant Radio app, the show that's all about spiritual direction. My name is Patrick Conley, sitting in for Josh Raymond today. Pleasure to be with you. Pleasure, though, was not what I was experiencing at that Easter vigil at the Cathedral of St. Paul back in 2010 as I waited for my turn to be confirmed. I'm not sure what caused this anxiety. I wasn't especially nervous. I had been anticipating this moment for long over a year. But now, there I stood, trembling and weak, praying that I wouldn't collapse at this supremely important moment. As soon as it came to be my turn, though, something amazing happened. All of it, all of my anxiety, my trembling, my weakness, it all just disappeared in a moment. In an instant, it was gone. It was just gone. And as I mounted the stairs up to the archbishop, I had a deep sense of the presence of the Lord and his Holy Spirit. Now, this wasn't something that I had done. I didn't buck myself up. I didn't screw up my courage. Whatever it was, it came from outside of me. And the best way I can think of to describe it was that I had a profound sense of peace. A profound peace fell upon me. Everything important in that moment came into sharp focus. And everything else seemed to just scurry away. It was a truly memorable part of the whole of the wondrous evening. Have you ever experienced the peace of God in that sort of way? Perhaps you're in a state of longing for that sort of peace. Either way, our show today is focused on peace and anticipation, and leading us through our discussion is a man who was actually there on the night that I described when he was serving as the rector of the Cathedral of St. Paul. He's now the pastor of Holy Family Catholic Church in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. Good friend of mine, Father Joseph Johnson. Father Joseph, great to be with you. Welcome. Good to be with you, Patrick. And I'm so happy that you didn't collapse because that marble floor would have hurt a lot. <laughs> it would have indeed, yes. Absolutely. And if, uh, and if your heart had dented it, I would have sent you a bill. <laughs> that's that's about right. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know uh, if I come away with confirmation with bruises all over my body. I don't know if that's a good thing. But <laughs> great to be well, with you, Well, you know, the Father. Holy Spirit rubs us up sometimes. Uh, uh, he does. He does. And, and so, actually... That's something, too, that we can get into when we're talking about peace here. And I'm I'm specifically, I mean, how would you describe, Father, how would you describe the peace of God? What are we talking about here? Sure. Let me start by defining what it isn't, okay? okay. Because I think when most people are looking for peace, they're focused on absolutely the wrong thing. You wake up in the morning and everything is just as it should be. Everything is going according to schedule. 
according to plan. Everyone's behaving exactly as they should. You know, there's there there's no uh, blizzard that throws traffic off, and there's no one, uh, you know, that's that's late, and and no one causing stress. Ah, that's a peaceful morning, right? But in fact, peace is on the inside, not the outside. If, if we only have peace when everything around us is going according to plan, well then, watch out. You're going to have a very unpeaceful life because it is so rare that all the stars line up, that everything is just so. In fact, most of our lives have turbulence. We have got ups and downs. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that we don't have to have a peaceful life. So the way I describe it is this. If in the morning especially, when you're starting the day, you can take five, ten minutes to just place yourself in the presence of God. Just say, Lord, here I am at the beginning of the day, and I, and I want to spend this, this first fruits of the day with you. I want to open my heart to receive your love for me. And now, Lord, I have no idea what this day is going to hold. It's going to have some things that are stressful and some things that are joyful. It's going to have ups and downs. It's going to have some things I didn't expect at all, some curveballs. But Lord, whatever happens, we'll get through this together. So there's the secret. Enthrone the Prince of Peace in your heart, and then you can be peaceful whatever comes. But if you're always trying to, to manifest control over everything outside of you to make sure that that's going as should be, that's no way for peace. It, it's, it's rarely going to happen, and it's usually going to be an exercise in frustration and futility. Hmm. You know, I can't control if I wake up uh, with a cold. I can't control if there's an accident and my morning commute becomes a disaster. I can't control if one of the kids is sick or uh, all of a sudden decides he doesn't want to go to school this morning. Or You know, I can't control any of that. Uh, and so instead to find peace, Lord, whatever happens, it, it may be stressful to me. It may even be overwhelming. It's too much for me. But it's not too much for you to handle. Lord, we'll get through this together. And that's the secret, I think, Patrick, when you, when you read some of the accounts of the martyrs, whether it be the ancient Roman martyrs or, or more recent ones, when their judges are making these threats, you know, you know, apostatize, you know, renounce Christ or else, you know, and the martyrs just have peace. Like, okay, if, if you let me go, that's fine. Uh, if you feed me the lions, you know, if the Lord says it's my time to enter his kingdom, then so be it. He'll give me the grace to do it. If the Lord says I'm still supposed to be here and doing his work in the world, well, the Lord will give me the grace to do it. Either way, the Lord's with me. So whatever happens, Lord, we'll get through this together. Seems like there's an element of surrender that is definitely included there, surrendering of control. So that could be one thing. Other other kind of antonyms or things that uh, work against our peace, uh, the peace that God in, intends to give us? 
Sure. Surrender is, is a great word, Patrick. Uh, of course, it has a negative connotation, right? You think of, mm-hmm. oh, they're in defeat, they're waving the white flag. But surrender to God, instead, you should think about the little child who's running around, whatever, and then something either spooks the child or whatever, and they just they come running right back to mom or dad, and there they are at your feet, and they just put, your, put their arms up, and they're just waiting to be scooped up, and everything will be well. Sure. Right? That's the type of surrender we're talking about. We're, we're placing ourselves at the feet of our, our loving Heavenly Father and saying, scoop me up, and we'll get through this together. So surrender is a great thing. But in order for that, we have to let go of that control. So that's what we're surrendering is control, and control comes from pride. Everything needs to be going my way, my schedule. People need to be living up to my expectations. That's where pride is at work. Instead of an openness to Lord, I don't know what your plan is for this day. I've got my plan, and I'm going to insist on my plan, and we get my myself all worked up if things don't go according to my plan. No, I can have peace. I can have peace in surrendering because I trust. Lord, things don't need to go my way. You love me more than I love me. And whereas I can only guess at what's going to make me happy, you know what's going to make me happy. And you have blessings arranged for me so much better than any of these passing temptations of the world. So much better than anything I could ever arrange for myself. Because you love me so much. So peace comes from that trust in God's love, God's care, God's plan for us. That's why we can surrender is because I don't need to be in control. There's something better going on here than whatever I could arrange. Yeah, yeah. And yet still, Father, just to uh, maybe push back in terms of our natural inclinations. Now you're saying that sometimes that, you know, the false sense of peace is that which is you're everything's going to go great you know there's not going to be any troubles today it's going to be uh, smooth sailing all the day through that sort of thing you said that's not what the peace that we're talking about is and yet we all have this sort of longing and and of course we're in the middle of advent here so we're in the season of of longing and anticipation that sort of thing um so it's not necessarily uh it doesn't contradict the whole notion of peace to be in a sense of longing for something that's that's more perfect than perhaps the life that we experience on a day-to-day basis, correct? Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> but that lion that, that lays down with the lamb, you know, that whole imagery that, that's such a beautiful uh, part of Advent as well, that comes at the end of time. Mm. That's not the here and the now. And, and that's, again, part of what Advent is is a realization of what we we sometimes talk about in 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 theology the already but not yet Mm. we are already in god's kingdom right christ has established that kingdom in our hearts through baptism we are already in his kingdom but not yet fully in that kingdom and and so that's that tension that's that tension and then i think we need to be humble enough that 
that those of us living in 21st century United States of America, even if the stock market's having a bad day or a bad week, you and I live in the most affluent and comfortable society that has ever existed on the face of the planet by a long shot. And so the great temptation is, I want heaven on earth. I want it now. I want to create my own heaven. I'm going to click on a few buttons and Amazon is going to deliver that heaven to me. I'm going to arrange everything just the way I want it. And, and so that's the danger, is that, right. that the already and not yet gets lost. That sense of longing for something more gets lost. Because we are coddled and comforted uh, by by the affluence of our society and how how easy we have it. So just to put those two things together, then, Father, fostering that inner sense of peace, of, of the peace of God, surrendering to God's love, God's care, God's plan, as you said. And then at the same time, because we have seasons, especially like Advent here, uh, in which we are meant to anticipate, uh, we're, we're meant to look ahead, we're meant to wait uh, in those sorts of things, um, those aren't antithetical to peace. And in fact, I'm betting they could even contribute to our sense of peace, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and it's that, that sense of longing uh, that helps us to break free of the here and the now, uh, whether that here and now is going well uh, and, and has the danger of sapping our desire for something more, or whether that here and now is going poorly and discouraging us, uh, that longing for something more. But it's, it's got to be an understanding that, you know, St. Augustine helps us with because it's a mistake he made, you know, and he writes about it so beautifully in his confessions. He says... I looked for you, and I got lost in all the good things of the world. You know, I kept looking for for that happiness in the world, not realizing that all the good things of the world are a reflection of the goodness of the God who is our creator, the God who loves us. Uh, And so in in a way, I, I describe it, Patrick, as, you know, if I decide it's cold and snowy up here, and I want to spend the winter uh, in Phoenix. And I get on the highway heading south, and all of a sudden I see uh, a road sign that says Phoenix, 2,000 miles. And I pull off the side of the road, and I say, ah, here's Phoenix. It's great. And I go, no, that's not Phoenix. That's pointing you further down the road. And that's what every blessing, every good thing that we enjoy here, and we should enjoy. We shouldn't feel guilty about the goodness of creation. We shouldn't feel goodness about the blessings God gives us. We should enjoy those things and give thanks for them. Praise him for those things. But we should in the end realize all those are just signs of God's goodness. All those are just gifts of his love. But we are in the end going to move from the signs of God's goodness and love to the reality of that goodness and love, to the fullness of that goodness and love. And so every good thing we've ever experienced on earth is a hint and a foretaste of what heaven is in the fullness of God's love. 
Our spiritual director today, Father Joseph Johnson, pastor of Holy Family Catholic Church in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. We're talking about peace and uh, cultivating peace in our lives, the peace that God would give us, would have us have. And have you ever longed to experience that sort of peace? Maybe you've experienced that sort of deep inner peace in your life. What was it like? Or what is it like? And how did you achieve it? Is it lasting? How do you desire to experience God's peace, maybe specifically during this Advent and upcoming Christmas season? If you have stories to tell, if you have questions for our spiritual director, please give us a call. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. You can also send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. We're going to take a short break, but we'll be back with more of The Inner Life right after this. This hour is sponsored by St. Gregory Recovery Center helping you or a loved one live a substance-free life. Information at RelevantRadio.com slash Gregory. That's RelevantRadio.com slash Gregory. Said the night wind to the little land. Do you see what I see? Do you see what I see? Way up in the sky, little land. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio. Patrick Conley in for Josh Raymond today as we are speaking about peace, and specifically during this Advent season, peace in anticipation. Our spiritual director today is Father Joseph Johnson, pastor of Holy Family Catholic Church in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. Father, let's uh, take a phone call. We've got Kim, who is calling in from Wisconsin. Kim, welcome to The Inner Life. Thanks for calling in. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I have... Truly have peace that passes understanding that I had I did nothing to to earn. Um, I didn't. I all I did was take God at His word. My my son and his wife and their four children passed away October twenty first at their own hands. Uh, the my son and his wife killed their children and then killed themselves and then set their apartment building on fire. Um, I am not in shock. God prepared me. I believe he prepared me for the inevitability of something happening. He reminded me that he is the God of space, time, and eternity. Uh, he is, uh, Psalm 29 says he is, he was on the throne of the flood. He sits as king forever. He has not changed. He never will change. And every word he says is true. So I don't need an answer as to why this happened. Um, I, I suspect why it happened, but I can't get into their thinking. I just want to get into God's thinking and let him take it from there. <laughs> well, thank you, Kim, for, for calling in this morning, and thank you for sharing that story. I'm so sorry on your loss, but I think you're absolutely right. Sometimes, even when the, the worst things happen, we can see what I call God's fingerprints. You know, the little things that, that remind us that even in the, the most terrible brokenness of this world, that the Lord is present, that the Lord is with us. And, and that's, that's what we need to, to always be reminded of, uh, and that, that he'll get us through these, these terrible tragedies. And that when this brokenness of the world comes smack dab in our face, and we can't escape it, we, can, we can't uh, hide from it, uh, to remember the Lord's mercy, that, that you know, I don't... I can't judge anybody else what's going on in their heart. I don't know. But I know that God works in our brokenness. I mean, Jesus came into a stable, I think, to remind us. He comes into the lowly, lowliest places of this world, the, most, the messiest, the stinkiest messes of the world. He's there. 
He is there. He comes into our mess, into our brokenness. And so we trust that, that he is in the midst of, of this tragedy uh, and that we just simply lift up in hope uh, this, this family uh, and ask that he embrace them in his merciful love uh, because that mercy knows no end. That mercy has no limit. Uh, that mercy is there uh, for us to call upon in any situation. Uh, and so we, we simply say, Lord, uh, we have, have hope uh, that, that you were working in hidden ways uh, in their hearts uh, and that despite uh, whatever their minds were telling them uh, through the confusion of this world or, or, or the cloudiness of depression or mental illness or whatever was at work, Lord, we trust that, that even when their minds were not seeing things the right way, that your grace in hidden ways is at work uh, in their hearts. So, yes, uh, we can come to peace even in the most terrible of situations. Uh, and so, certainly, Kim, thank you for bringing that. And I know I speak for all of our listeners in saying we will say a special prayer for your family uh, in, in this uh, time that, that you truly do continue to experience that peace of Christ. Amen to that. We certainly will, Kim. So thank you. Thank you for calling in with that, with that story, that, that vulnerability from your, from your own life, and yet to, to bear witness to God's work in your life and maintaining peace uh, for you. And Father, it, it, it occurs to me that when these terrible tragedies do occur in our lives, and we all encounter them at one point or another, um, that's all the more reason why we need to be cultivating peace in the quote-unquote smaller things on the day-to-day, -day, right? Exactly. If we allow ourselves to be agitated by everything, you know, every little thing, uh, the pebble in the shoe, right, then, then it's hard uh, to find peace when the bigger things happen. Uh, and so it is, again, that, that cultivating of, of a peaceful spirit, that cultivating of, of, a, of a sense of the Lord's presence and his care in every moment. Now, I, I won't kid you. The, uh, it's easier to have peace inside when things are peaceful on the outside, right? <laughs> if everything is. is going according to plan, it's a lot easier. And sometimes the Lord coddles us. Sometimes he blesses us and, and things do go well. And, and to have that sense of peace Right, but sometimes all that on the outside is stripped away, uh, and and then it's like I have to make sure that the peace I have is not based on anything other than my my faith in Christ, who is the Prince of Peace, who loves me infinitely and unconditionally, and is with me at every moment. Right, because part of the frustration in prayer, Patrick, is we pray the Lord to fix all those things on the outside. You know fix everything that's wrong so I can have peace. And the Lord never promised that he would fix everything, right? He never said, you know, turn to me and I'm going to make your life smooth and easy. Instead, he said, come after me, pick up your cross and come after me, right? right? So, so he didn't promise that. So the frustration in prayer is I'm asking God to keep a promise that he never made, I'm asking God to keep a promise that I wish he had made, that everything would go smoothly, according to plan, on schedule, uh, easy riding. I wish God had made that promise, but he didn't. And I get frustrated with him when he doesn't keep it, but he never made that promise. 
But instead, if we say, Lord, I want you to keep the promises that you did make, ah, well, then he always does. And one of those promises is, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of time. Okay, I don't face a single challenge in this life on my own. There is no moment that I am left on my own to have to deal with the problems of life. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of time. Thank you, Jesus. I know you're right here with me. I know you love me. We'll get through this together. Well, I'm, I'm certainly getting that message over and over as we speak with our spiritual director, Father Joseph Johnson, that we'll get through this together. And that, that attitude, that understanding, that realization can contribute vast amounts to our sense of God's peace being with us as we hear in every Mass. Uh, is, that's part of the liturgy as well. Father, let's go back to the phones. We've got Maria who's calling in from San Diego, California. Maria, welcome to The Inner Life. Thank you. Um, this is a topic that is really close to my heart. Uh, two years, in two, December 31st will be two years that my son has been battling cancer. He's, he was 14, now he's 16. And uh, when he was first diagnosed, when I got the news and I said, God, why my son? The first voice came to my mind, he's not your son, he's my son. And uh, through these two years, I came across the Surrender Novena. And uh, it's so peaceful and so releasing that I have no control and I don't have to have control. God is in control. And uh, one of the, the says here, you are not sick people who ask the doctor to care you, but rather sick people who tell the doctor how to do so. So do not do, act this way. And, and, and so it made my life so much easier and so much peaceful and brought us, our whole family, so much closer to the Lord. You know, and thank you, Maria, for sharing that with us, because it's a reminder that God brings good out of everything, out of everything. I remember walking with one family, and um, the children were all adults and grown up, but the the father and the mother had become estranged, and uh, the father had made some really bad choices, and and so he'd been alienated even from his adult children and, and, and from his grandchildren, and all of a sudden he gets cancer. Uh, and it's a, a very fast-acting, serious one. The doctors tell him, you've got weeks you know, to live. Uh, there's nothing we can do for you. And, and so I, I go to see him at the hospital, and there are his adult children standing around the bed. And he looks at me and says, Father, it's worth it. It's worth it to get cancer because this has brought the reconciliation of my family. It's worth it. So we have to always be open to the fact that the Lord is going to work even through the brokenness, even through the bad things that happen. You know, he's always at work. and He's never going to let evil have the last word. And sometimes you and I think that we can get through life on our own, that we're self-sufficient. Sometimes we don't kneel down in humility to pray to the Lord and ask for his help. 
And sometimes we have to come face to face with our mortality or with some problem that's bigger than we are before we say, oh, yeah, I'm not self-sufficient. I can't do everything by myself. I do need the Lord. And, and then that becomes a great openness for faith and a growing in intimacy with the Lord. So thank you, Maria, for sharing that. We will be praying for your son and that the Holy Spirit gives wisdom to his doctors. God bless you. Yeah, amen. Amen to that. Our spiritual director is Father Joseph Johnson. Maria, thank you for the call. Appreciate that you, you uh, called in. And yes, we will we will be saying prayers for your son as well and for you and that God will continue to give you his peace. That's our focus here, our topic today on the inner life. Peace. Have you found a peace in your life amidst trying circumstances? Are you searching for, longing for that peace? Give us a call. Join the conversation. Our number here at The Inner Life is 888-914-9149-888-914-9149. Give us a call and join the conversation. You know, Father, as we're as we're reflecting on this, one of the one of the images that keeps popping up in my head from the scriptures is, uh, for instance, in Matthew chapter eight and other uh, other gospels as well. It tells the story of Jesus and the disciples in the boat, and a violent storm comes up, but Jesus is there asleep on the cushion. That seems to me to be at least painting somewhat of a picture of what uh, what a life of peace looks like. Would you agree with that? Yes, I have that image on my wall, because life does have storms, and sometimes they're violent. But if Jesus is in your boat, you're not going down, right? <laughs> right. Because what does Jesus say when he rebukes the wind? He, they wake him, Lord, we're, 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 we're lost, right? And he's like, you're not lost as long as I'm here. And he, and he chides them for their lack of faith, you know? So... So yes, it does sometimes seem that Jesus is quiet, that Jesus is sleeping, maybe even that Jesus is absent when, when a storm is hitting me really hard. But I know, even if I don't feel his presence on the emotional level, because there's a danger that, that we want to feel his presence, right? Uh, and we don't always do that. We need to trust his presence. He's there. He promised he'd always be there, even to the end of time, right? So... Uh, we need to trust and and know that peace that comes. Okay, Lord, as long as I'm with you, this ship ain't going down. We're going to be fine. We're going to ride this storm out. Mm-hmm. Which is not, we're going to be fine, meaning that everything is going to resolve itself neatly and happily. But whatever happens, even the worst happens, Lord, you're here and you're going to bring something good out of it. You're taking care of me. And we're on a pilgrimage through this life to your the fullness of your love in heaven. Yeah, that's a good reminder too, Father, because I think oftentimes we think uh, when you said if if Jesus is in the boat, you're not going down. Well, that doesn't even mean that we're not going to face uh, severe trials. And as our martyrs, as you brought them up before, have, have noted, um, it might even cost us our very lives. But there again, the Lord still, uh, the Lord still triumphs over death, right? And that's a, that's yes. a message of the resurrection. Well, and, and it's, it's not a, you know, when, when people say, you know, but, but what if I die? No, no, it's not a what if, it's a when. Right, right. right. Good you, point. Know, uh, you know, life uh, is still fatal, all right? Uh, the human mortality is still running at exactly 100%, hmm. right? So, so each one of us are on a journey, uh, and that journey does come to an end. 
so it's not a you know trying to dodge death is it's trying to say when is that in god's plan for me and let me be peaceful about it but there's there are three little words that that we use that can also uh be rob us of peace you know that here we are today we're we're dealing with today and all of a sudden someone says but what if you know lose those but what if yeah you know you know the grace of the present moment the saints speak to us about the grace of the present moment mm-hmm. here and now christ is present to me and and we will deal with today jesus said how many times he's he when he taught us how to pray he said, give us this day our daily bread. It's redundant. Give us this day our daily bread. But he put it twice because he really wanted to double down on the focus on the here and now. I will provide for you today. And that should give you trust that I will provide for you tomorrow. Hmm. But if, as long as we're looking at tomorrow... You know, Jesus said, sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. Whatever problems we have today, that's enough. Deal with those, right? right. He'll, he'll help you tomorrow. That people that are really struggling, really weighed down, I sometimes just ask them, can you get through today? And they go, yeah, okay. Well, that's all we're asked to do is get through today. And if you can't get through today, can you get through the next five minutes? Can you get through the next hour? If we need to take it by baby steps, let's take it by those baby steps, because this is all we have. And that's why the beautiful prayer of the Hail Mary, it mentions two moments. Oh, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Those are the only two moments that matter, is now and the last moment, the hour of our death. And Our Lady is going to be there to help us at both those moments, now and at the hour of our death. Mm-hmm. You know, so to, to give us this day our daily bread, to focus on the grace of the present moment, this is to have peace. The, the what if is that anxiety about what's coming next or what might happen and what might never happen because we don't know. But that anxiety robs us of peace, that always looking to the next thing. No, here. Here in the grace of the present moment is peace. Christ is taking care of me here. Christ is with me here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Christ is with me. Christ is with me. Christ is with me. What a what a great thing to continually remind ourselves of as we're facing some some trials, some tribulations, some tragedies in our own lives as it comes and to see the peace of God prevail even in the face of, well, even in the face of small, small trials and even in the face of the, the most heinous things that we can encounter, that Jesus is still here. Our spiritual director today is Father Joseph Johnson, pastor of Holy Family Catholic Church in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. And we're talking about God's peace and experiencing God's peace in our lives, having God's peace in our lives. If you have a way in which you continue to experience God's peace, something that's been really helpful to you, give us a call. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Or if you have a question specifically about how you can grow in your sense of God's peace, again, give us a call, 888-914-9149. We're going to take another short break, but we'll be back right after this. Stay with us. 
The Relevant Radio Studio line is sponsored by the Catholic Order of Foresters, flexible premium life insurance. For less than $12 a month, a 40-year-old can get a half million dollars of coverage. Go to relevantradio.com slash forester, an Illinois life insurance society not available in all states. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and Indeed, let every heart prepare him room because he brings with him joy and peace, which is what we're talking about here on The Inner Life to get Today, God's peace and how that comes to us as followers of his. My name is Patrick Conley, in for Josh Raymond today, and I, my thanks go out to Nick Sentovich, our producer, Thomas Engeser, who's taking your phone calls, and our spiritual director, Father Joseph Johnson, pastor of Holy Family Catholic Church in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. Father, let's go back to the phones here. We've got Vincent, who's calling in from Merville, Indiana. Vincent, welcome to The Inner Life. Good morning. Um, I've heard it often said about the greater good coming uh, out of bad things, uh, and I believe that, but what do you, how, do, how do you talk to somebody, or what do you say if they, or a loved one, was, was the victim of a heinous crime, just like something awful, I don't want to go into any details, uh, and explain to them, oh, a greater good's going to come of this, or, or peace will come. Yeah, thank you, Vincent, an excellent, excellent question, and, and I think what you have to realize is it, it that only makes sense from the perspective of faith. You know, so uh, if, if the person you're speaking with does not have a faith in Christ, then these are hollow words that, that may even seem like pouring salt in the wound, right? And, and so that's what we, we have to, to be careful of. The scripture tells us, weep with those who are weeping and rejoice with those who are rejoicing. So that's our first approach, not to try and find the, the silver lining on the cloud, but to weep with those who are weeping, uh, you know, and to have that compassion, uh, to, to, to have that closeness to people who are suffering. You know, sometimes in the past couple of years with all that's been going on with the pandemic, everyone's been stressed out and everyone's had challenges in their life. You know, I said one of the easiest ways to, to give witness, to evangelize, is simply this. You know, everyone's complaining. They're complaining about the, the, the actual sickness. They're complaining about government rules. They're complaining about the economy. They're complaining about race relations. Whatever it is, people are stressed out and they're complaining. You could simply stop and say, I just don't know how I could get through this without Christ in my life. Or I just don't know how anybody could get through this without Christ in their life. And it's just a, it's a beautiful, simple way to give witness to, to the fact that it's only from a perspective of faith that, that we can handle all the, the, the big picture things uh, of this broken world, as well as where the rubber hits the road when things that are broken hit me and hurt uh, it's only from the perspective of faith, and not everyone has uh, faith, and so we have to be careful how we approach them. And that compassion that we have, weeping with them when they're weeping, might be an opening eventually to help them discover 
God's presence in the mess, in the brokenness. But I wouldn't leap right there to it. Uh, that it just sounds like a pious platitude, and it, and it sounds like, again, uh, I'm discounting their suffering, and we would never want to do that. Uh, with people of faith, though, we struggle too. Uh, even with that perspective, when we hurt, we hurt. And again, we, we want to wish that hurt away. And, and sometimes people of faith can speak about it in, 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 a, in a way that, that adds, well, that's the cross God sent you. So just deal with it. No, no, let's, let's be clear. God created a world in which there was no suffering. It's only after original sin that sickness and death and suffering appear in creation. That's the disharmony that, that we created through the sin of Adam and Eve and every sin we've added since. So, so not simply to say, these are things God sent you. No, God, God permits uh, us to, to encounter the brokenness of the world. But, but Jesus wept over Jerusalem. Jesus weeps over the brokenness. He weeps over the, the things. He wept at the grave of Lazarus, even though he's about to raise Lazarus from the dead. Because death wasn't supposed to be part of the picture. He's weeping over how all of creation is disordered by sin. So we want to make sure that's our first approach, is one of compassion and not leaping to a theological uh, conclusion about, about what good might come out of it. Because even people of faith, when I'm hurting, you know, uh, I need to, to make a switch within my mind from God take this away, which is not a bad prayer. Even Jesus made that prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. Lord, you know, take this chalice of suffering away from me, but not my will thy will be done. So it's not a bad prayer to want to have the suffering go away. But we always have to come back to the, not my will, but thy will be done. And sometimes what we have to do in our prayer life is switch from, you know, Jesus, take this away to Lord, help me suffer well. There's a prayer God always answers. Lord, help me to carry my cross Help me to suffer well. That's sometimes where we need to have that, a peaceful acceptance that I have a share in the passion of Christ. That, that I'm going to share his glory, but that means first I share his passion. That by my baptism, I'm a member of the mystical body of Christ. That's why St. Paul could say, I, I make up in my own flesh what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ. Not that there was something deficient in the sufferings of Christ, but the whole Christ has that suffering, meaning every member of the mystical body. Okay, Lord, if this is my share in the passion, then, then give me the peace to accept it and to carry this cross well. So, Vincent, I hope that helps you as you deal with people who are, who are facing suffering in their lives. Yeah, thank you, Vincent, for the call. A great question and one that I'm sure many of us have and a great answer to, Father Joseph. Thank you for that. Father Joseph Johnson is our spiritual director today as we're speaking about the peace of God. 
And Father, maybe just springboarding off of Vincent's question too, and maybe we can close the show here in our last few minutes with some maybe some more practical ways. You mentioned uh, we can suffer along with, we can weep with those who weep and mourn with those who mourn. Other ways that we can be instruments of peace in our schools, in our parishes, in our communities, in our workplaces? Well, I, I think absolutely to recognize that that I can't fix every problem that I encounter. And I, I not only cannot control my own life, you know, it's sometimes worse when I see my loved one suffering, you know, and, and I can't fix it. So to, 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 to put that aside and say, Lord, you know, I can take a bad situation and make it worse. Uh, I can't control it or fix it, but I could make it worse. But instead, Lord, just help me to bring a little bit of your peace and a little bit of your love. That I can do. I can be your blessing in this troubled situation or to this suffering person by just bringing them a little bit of your peace and a little bit of your love. Mm -hmm. But I have to have that peace reigning in my heart in order to share it. And I have to be willing to be generous and loving in order to let that love come through me. But that's, that's where, you know, St. Therese and Mother Teresa keep us, focusing us back, do little things with great love. You know, I wish I could come up with the cure for cancer. I can't, but I can hold your hand. Uh, I can give you a hug when you get that diagnosis. I can take you to your doctor's appointment. I can sit with you during your chemo. I can... Uh, send you a little note to brighten your day. I can drop off some groceries or flowers at your house. I can be an instrument of Christ's love to you in your suffering. Mm-hmm. And, and can I see myself, my vocation is to be that blessing to others in their suffering. I can be that Simon of Cyrene. Simon of Cyrene couldn't single-handedly you know, take on the, the Roman legion and, and defeat them and free Christ from, from his condemnation but he could walk with Christ in his passion. And, and that's, I think, where you and I sometimes have to find our peace by knowing I can't fix my loved one's problem, but I can accompany them. And that's a word that Pope Francis uses a lot and likes, that accompaniment. It's a beautiful concept. Uh, John Paul II used to talk about solidarity, kind of being in, at one with another. I think accompaniment is solidarity with, with legs. Uh, you know, can we walk with them in, in, their, in their road to Calvary and, and be there, to be the Veronica that wipes their tears, to be the Simon of Cyrene that, that helps to shoulder the burden. You know, that we can do. Mm-hmm. That we can do. And I need to see that as my call to do that. And it really ties in well with what you were saying before, Father, about uh, Jesus' promises that he's with us until the end of the age. And as much as the church shares in Christ's ongoing mission to the world, as much as, long, as much as the church continues to bear that out, then it just makes sense that we as individual members of Christ's mystical body then are present to others in a way that he would long to be, well, he, that he is, but perhaps we, uh, we embody that. Um, maybe he seeks to use us in a way, in such, in such a way that we embody his presence to another, yeah? And that's St. Teresa of Avila who said, you are Christ's hands in this world. You are Christ's feet in this world. I can be the one that brings Christ 
The person is like, where is Christ? Where is God to help me? He sent me. I am here as Christ's blessing to you. Just this week, we had someone who was deeply troubled, and they came into the church office and all this. And, and then afterwards, one of my employees came in with tears and said, the most beautiful thing, that, that person said that they sensed Christ in me as I was helping them. Right, exactly. Yep, that's, yeah. that's what we can do. That's our call. Oh, amen to that, Father. Um, sorry to uh, to cut it short, but we are facing down our final minute here of the program, and we wouldn't want you to let you get away, especially as we're talking about experiencing God's peace in our lives, without a blessing. So may we have a blessing from you, Father, and may we all look together for God's peace in our lives. May the Lord send his holy angels to watch over all of you and your loved ones. May he place his peace in your heart, knowing of his love and care for you. May Almighty God bless you all, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Joseph Johnson has been our spiritual director today here on The Inner Life. Thank you for joining us and being close to us. And, uh, and I pray that God is close to you and as the O antiphon start in Advent and as we um, run up to Christmas. May God's peace pervade your life uh, during the remainder of this Advent season and into the season of Christmas. Thank you again for joining us here on The Inner Life. Coming up next, of course, is the Holy Sacrifice in the Mass. Please stick around for that. And don't forget to pray the Rosary tonight with Father Rocky, 7 p.m. Central on Family Rosary Across America. God bless you.